Let's go forward to. Did you hold my hand? <laughs> it's like, oh, geez, Louise, get on with it. That's a great song. Anyways, uh, that's a terrible soon, song. It's the one about his son falling out of the window and dying. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, his kid <laughs> fell out the window. The song sucks, though. It's not it's, it's neither here nor there. Oh, that really happened. Yeah, that really. Yeah, happened. really. Happened. Oh, I take back my giggles. Welcome everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and forgetting anything we might know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if that's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're going to be talking about Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the Boat went 116 episodes over 6 seasons on ABC. Today we're talking about episode 1, which was called Pilot, originally airing February 4th, 2015. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me, as always, the guys, Gordo, Ferg, Joe, and Nick. What's going on, guys? Hello. Hello. My hey best yo. friend is a 40-year-old man. <laughs> it's funny, because now it is, right? Like, we're all yeah. almost 40. But um, it went that many episodes, huh? Don't yeah. Add, yeah. Don't yeah. add four years to me, please. I know, we're not yeah. trying to barrel down. We're closer to 40 than 30, though, so you got a deal. Yeah, no, uh, Fresh Off the Boat had yeah, a, like, a quietly pretty, pretty good run. Huh. I never even heard of the show. Well, I, I, for those who who listen to us consistently, might know that that's not a big surprise <laughs> in general. There's a lot it's of like, shows you hadn't heard of. Gordo hasn't heard of a sitcom. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I signed up. If the sitcom this. didn't have memes of people dabbing, then Gordo has no idea what it is. Fresh I mean, this one very well could have had somebody dabbing in it. 1995? Were we dabbing then? Or I'm not no, gonna say we. we like I would ever ever no, do something but, like that. No, but isn't this told from the perspective of of Eddie Wong and he's yeah like a in guy in ninety in ninety in ninety five? But yeah, no, I mean, in, would Eddie Wong just... dab now? Sure, was he dabbing in nineteen ninety five? I don't think so. No, I don't think he dab now. Probably, I don't. I don't, I don't know. But um, Eddie yeah, Wong, if you're is... listening, maybe you should get into a dab off with the G Man here on Twitter. I don't think anyone wants that smoke. <laughs> not not dabbing against the G Man. But yeah, no, uh, Eddie Wong, who's um, also, he's like uh, famous in his own right as a, like a chef. Uh, this is, uh, the show in general is loosely inspired by his life. And um, he had an autobiography that went by the same name that came out in 2013. He's one of those so, guys um, who's kind of like a renaissance man. He's like a chef, a TV guy, an author, a clothing guy. Like he does a lot of stuff. He's a lot didn't of Didn't he go to law school too? Did he go to law oh, school too? I, I don't know. Th- I thought he. I could. I could be wrong about that. You know what's funny I is I knew that, him like maybe. I. I liked the show from the past, from when it was. I was watching the show live as it was happening, and I also was aware of him. And it, I never put two and two together, which was like, like an embarrassing moment years later when it was like, oh, that's why they have the exact same name. I liked yeah, his show he's on an attorney Vice. too. Oh wow, I liked his show and, on Vice. Um. So we already know Gordo's answer, and I had already stooged myself off that I've watched the show in the past. Uh, you guys, have you watched Fresh Off the Boat before? Yeah, I I, used to, I watched this and during its original run. It was one of few shows I watched live at the time. I, every time I put it, uh, once a week I'd put it on. I'd have, I'd heard of it. I'd never watched it though. Yeah, I had missed this in its original run, but we watched a couple episodes. You know, like Hulu sometimes just like plays something afterwards. And we watched the pilot once, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And then you sort of forget to, like, 
go back and watch more episodes. So it would been a few years. So it was nice lost to go back in a and, sea of content. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, so much stuff out there now. I didn't catch it right from the beginning. I remember a friend of mine showing me a clip from like a episode in the second or third season or something like was that. Was it me? It was not. <laughs> it was someone at work. I'm sorry. And, um, <laughs> and then from, from that moment, I, I caught up and started watching it. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I guess, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, in the opening scene, it starts uh, right off the bat. You hear Ain't No Future in Yo Frontin' by MC Breed and DFZ. That's the song playing. Uh, and you see just kind of like different shots of close-up of someone putting on like different jewelry, like a like a fancy watch and a necklace and a ring, like all this blinged out stuff. And, bling, right? Yeah, bling is the term yeah. here. And uh, an Orlando Magic hat and jacket and reveals uh, Eddie Wong, who's getting dressed in the fitting room. And he's how old would you say he is here? He's like in middle school. 11. So I'm he's eleven. He's, he's eleven. He's oh, 10 that's or 11 years old. a few times in the episode. Oh, okay, all right. So yeah, so he's eleven, and he comes out and you see his mom and two younger brothers, and he's like, "Check it, fresh as hell, right?" And his mom says, "Don't say hell," and his brother uh, rats him out immediately for saying "butthole" in the car earlier, and he says, First "Shut up, life. Evan, you, you say little butthole. Chinese narc." Immediately laughing. <laughs> he calls him a Chinese yeah. narc. Yeah. <laughs> no, with what I thought about this to you right away is so like in the late eighties, very early nineties, it was like the Oakland Raiders gear was yeah. like the go to team. And then I remember Charlotte Hornets having a moment. I think likely just because of the colors, but Orlando Magic for sure had its moment too, where like yeah. in the rise of yeah. Shaq and like those twenty four ounce Pepsis and everything, like Orlando Magic gear was like that was like a team if it was like we're in Boston, right? And like you'd see people wearing Celtic stuff and magic stuff. Yeah, I mean mid nineties, and then of course this show takes place in Orlando, so all the more so. And this is when Shaq was the biggest thing in sports. So this is the first time you get to see Eddie's lovely mother, uh, played by Candace Wu. Beautiful, agreed. Is it Can- also, Candace Wu? Right, I Constance. So. Constance. Constance Wu. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, she. And I think we talked me, about this on the sure. show before, but. <laughs> Uh, we used to always prank, well, not we, like all of us, but I used to always prank call the Orlando Magic Superstore. Uh, you did discuss this on the show before. <laughs> Have we not talked about this? No, you did. You discussed it on the show. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I thought, yeah, 100 Hot Team. I don't know if that's still the number. <laughs> Should I try to call it right now? The Do problem it. is 100 Hot Team is also 100. No, it's not Hot Teen. Is it ABC? No. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, good. We're close. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that on my phone bill. Do it. So, I'll call 100 Hot Team and still if it's see if it's still a thing. Do it, do it up. Right. So um yeah, so Eddie asks his mom if he can have all the stuff that he just tried on, and she's like, "Oh, I'll come here and let me check the price." And immediately is like, "No, that's too much money." And we get this narration that kicks in, and was the narration by the actual Eddie Wong? I couldn't. Yeah, tell. it's actually him narrating is in it? the first season. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it said so. Mom's mom thought everything was too much. She never understood that you couldn't haggle at J.C. Penny. It's like those are set prices, mom. I'll say this at this point. You could tell he's not an actor because the delivery of the line was a little like stiff. By the way, I um, I even I went a little far into the future because I wasn't positive. But this narration stuff is only in the first season. That's yeah. not something they continue. So it's like, I don't remember any narration. I forgot that, that it was a thing. Yeah. Very much like the Wonder Years, right? Like an older version of yourself narrating your younger self going through stuff. Yeah, it's. I really just, just the, wish in the Wonder Years Daniel Stern was Marv instead, though. <laughs> <laughs> Narrating Kevin's life. Harry, I'm coming up. <laughs> Who's Marv? Oh my god. From Home Alone. Oh, why 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 did you say the Wonder Years? 
Because Because Daniel Stern narrated the Wonder Years. Who the hell is Daniel Stern? Marv. Marv. (laughs) What is happening here? (laughs) I never knew his real name. What kind of loop are we in? He invented hot ice. (laughs) (laughs) Gordo, perhaps you know him from the hit film Bushwhacked. Oh, yes. Bushwhacked came up recently, actually, didn't it? Did we mention Bushwhacked on the show? Somebody we... He was also in Celtic Pride, wasn't he? Yeah, he was was in Celtic Celtic Pride. Pride. Yeah, speaking of basketball. When I was a kid, I had a Bushwhacked movie poster in my room because we got it like free from the video store. Or I think I, I recently, wanted it something. I recently watched a, a YouTube documentary about Bushwhack. And, um, Somebody made a documentary about it? Uh, yeah. It was originally a very different script. It was a lot more adult. It was a horror movie at first. It wasn't a horror movie, <laughs> yes. but it was like an adult comedy. It wasn't like a kid's movie. Also, update, I call 100 Hot Team and it's some sort of federal government credit union and your calls we monitored, so I hung up the phone very quickly. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I should have used my work phone for that. So also, I want right. to bring up real quick. So this is 1995, right? And he's just like a schlubby kid trying to find his way in the world, listening to his headphones. And I was like, that was all of us. But instead of like Notorious B.I.G., it was The Offspring. And I had like such a weird moment where I was like, oh, this kid is us in a way. Yeah. It's, I mean, well, if you think 95, like we're the same we're, age. We're like a year or so younger, a year or two younger than him. It's not not vastly different. So yeah, so and like you were saying, there was the next scene. You, you're getting uh, you hear Big Papa by the Notorious by B.I.G. playing, and it's Eddie listening to it through his headphones. But he's in the car with the rest of his family. You uh, and you get some more narration. He's talking about like his whole family, and they kind of flip back and forth. They do show a family photo at some point too to show the whole family, but the narration is all while he's in the car. All right, so the narration, he goes, that's my dad. He loved everything about America. Full-on bought into the American dream. Mom's was always hard on me way before all that Tiger Mom stuff. She thought I was trying to cause trouble wearing that Nas shirt, but she didn't understand. If you were an outsider, hip-hop was your anthem, and I was definitely the black sheep in my family. These other people are Emery, Evan, and Grandma. Whatever. Was I excited about the move? No. Did anyone ask me if I was excited? Hell no. But it's hard getting respect when you're 11. And uh, you see- eleven. Yes, so 11 correct. And during this, you see him, like, he's kind of looking around, and he sees his dad and brother, like, moving their mouths, but he's listening to the, uh, the Notorious B.I.G., so eventually he peels back his headphones to discover that they're singing along to the sign by Ace of Bass. I had a thousand percent rather listen to that song versus Notorious B.I.G. Really? You don't like... Uh, I'm with you, the, Joe. I like both, but... I mean, I like when he says, blow up like the world trade, but that's pretty much the, where I stop there. All right, moving on from that weird interaction. Um, <laughs> this show uses a lot of big songs throughout it. I mean, it's good, I think, for a timepiece because music helps put you into that time a lot easier than the visuals does sometimes. But you're using right off the bat, Notorious B.I.G., Ace of Bass, there's more down the line. Um, kind of surprising for a pilot episode to license this much music. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I don't know, last week's show did. Well, I imagine like Roseanne and B.I.G. Oh, is expensive. Um, Young Rock. Oh, Young Rock. Young Rock. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Young Rock was last week. That's my that's was my it? mistake. The yeah. days yes. blend together. Sorry. I mean, to peel back, our recording schedule and our release episode is, you know, we're, we're not filming these lives, boys. I <laughs> wonder if ABC got a deal, though, for uh, The Sign by Ace of Base because of when Full House did the episode where uh, the band Girl Talk covers it. <laughs> It's true. Like, yeah, no, I wonder they if they got they, it in perpetuity and they were like, fuck, we just got to use this 30 year deal on this song. <laughs> been they might have bought it forever, you know? <laughs> I guess it's possible. It's possible. But Any music lawyers out there, let me know. Do you think that's a good 
I think it's a good device to use music from that era when you're doing a timepiece. I, I, I just, it. I think it just, it really puts you in that world a lot better than just seeing a starter jacket or something. Yeah, because it's all the pieces together, right? Like the clothing helps, and then the music sets you exactly where you are. Like it's hard to do a period piece without music that's also period appropriate, and then have you be fully involved in it. Now speaking of starter jackets, what starter jackets did you guys have? I had one that was the New Orleans Saints. I had a, I want to say I had like a Patriots one, and then. I also had some like Apex ones. It was like a different brand, but it was like the same shit. I had Chicago Bulls. And then I also had a couple of those old satin jackets with the snaps. I had, I had more of those than I had like the starter jackets at the time. Mm. I like the satin ones. People are making those again. They're pretty cool. They're starting to come back. I do like those a lot. I still like them. I've been like eyeballing a few of them. Everything comes back. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestling satin jackets happening right now. Joe, don't I don't throw, know why don't I remember throw away this. Anything. I think you had like a starter Florida Panthers jacket. Oh, I you? did. I had a Florida Panthers one too. Yeah. Oh, so the no, reason I, I had, had the Florida San Jose Sharks. That's what I had. Ooh, that's a good one. A uh, couple a avid hockey kid. fans over here. <laughs> and a couple of classic kid thing. My favorite hockey player was named Joe Juno, and he was a Bruin. And then he went to play for the uh, Florida Panthers. So then I started getting a bunch of Florida Panthers gear. And then you know how, like, when people in your family are like, oh, he likes this team, and they just, like, miss by accident. So then I got <laughs> so much North Carolina Panthers stuff, which is <laughs> completely different and different colors and a different sport. So I had, like, remember those hats that had, like, the triangles going down them? Yes. And then also, the I just I need to correct you real quick so no one thinks that I don't think it's wrong. It's just the Carolina Panthers. They just yeah, I was just going to say, who is the North Carolina Panthers? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know they were. I thought they were North Carolina. Again, I didn't. It wasn't a team I followed. I just had a lot yeah. of their gear, so I didn't even know that was the wrong name. Were they football? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You just wear what your parents buy you back then. Yeah, people are like, he likes the Panthers. But like, close enough. I guess I'm wearing this to school. Yeah, I remember, like, my dad got, I don't know, I'm sure they were, like, hot off a truck, but... There was a point where, like, him, me, and my grandfather all had, like, the same satin Raiders jacket. And I remember, like, you know, some kid, like, I didn't at that point like sports that much. And some kid's asking me about it, like, why do you like the Raiders? It's like, I don't fucking know. Like, like uh, I that's love not how my, man. That's not how my eight-year-old brain's going. It's, it's more like, yeah, but um, it's like, yeah, this is my jacket. I don't buy my own clothing. Yeah, that's a hard thing to ask a kid. Be like, oh, did you go and purchase that yourself with your own input? Like, no, it just showed up. So now Eddie's dad starts talking to him about how he knows Eddie isn't excited to leave D.C. to move to Orlando, but, you know, he, you're going to love it eventually. Oh, Eddie's and, dad played by friend of the channel, Randall Park? Yeah, Randall Park, who from last week's episode, Young Rock, we just said. So we back-to-back Randall Park weeks. <laughs> Bobo Jim. And uh, Eddie wanted to know why his dad couldn't just keep going back and forth from D.C. to Orlando all the time like he's been doing. Uh, which is kind of a tall ask, but I guess when you're 11, you don't understand the logistics because I'm assuming it's uh, Lewis is uh, his dad's name. I, I assume Lewis was driving back and forth constantly, probably not flying. Gordo, I feel like I know you have for sure. And Nick, I'm assuming you have maybe with your work, but you were done that drive or the whole East Coast drive. It's such a long drive from like oh. D.C. to Florida is a long trip. From the top of Florida to the bottom of Florida is a long trip, let alone yeah. from D.C. as well. So, uh, tw- 12 hours and 28-minute drive from yeah, D.C. to Orlando. To yeah, it's a, it's doable because it's so I've doable. made a drive that long. I haven't done Florida back up to Mass, though. You can we do it, it like once in hours. one 
one and a half days with just like a few hours for sleep. And it was a long, long slog all the way to Miami. And you just don't care about the world anymore after that being in the car that long. I wouldn't mind it with you guys, but I think I'd hang myself if it was with my family. <laughs> I, I was going to give Joe shit because he didn't have to drive any of that, but I think driving some of that actually makes it better. Like sometimes you just want to drive as something to do on a long drive like that. Yeah, I yeah. was trying to be obvious that I was like being in the car, not saying that I drove because I didn't drive any of that. So thank you to not having to do it. But being in the car for that long of a it's time with only a few hours of sleep, it just gets tiring. You just pray that you have to pee because you can stop and do anything different than be in the car. You don't have to pray to have to pee. You can just <laughs> go pee. I remember that was when they first created those like, it's iced coffee, but it comes in a new, what are those things that Jay used to put in your water? Like the oh like roofies. The squirty things? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to roofie myself all the time. Chris wants some water. Um, <laughs> yeah, the stuff you pour in your water in like little packets. Oh, oh like, okay, Crystal like, Light. The, like the Crystal Starbucks Light. Vaya? Yeah, Starbucks Vaya. That was right when those came out, and they were so bad. And we got really excited. We're like, we're going to buy these. We don't have to stop and get coffee. We'll just drive straight through. And I like threw them out the window after like two of them. Like, these things were so fucking bad. I don't give a shit. It just cuts to a Native American crying. <laughs> <laughs> but then all jazzed up because he drank all the Starbucks coffees. He's like, they're still in a package. They're still good. Uh, Eddie's dad also tells him that he didn't move to America to work for his wife's brother's uh, furniture company forever. And that's when uh, the mom, who uh, her name's Jessica, by the way, is like, your father's right. Uh, this is why we left Chinatown uh, in D.C. This is why we left our family and friends. And he's like, yeah, he's like, this is why we left everything we know to come to a place where we know nothing and the humidity <laughs> is not good for my hair. And for what? So your father can own a cowboy restaurant. I, think cowboy I love her passive Florida humidity is no joke. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, the Florida humidity is not a joke. And this is when Lewis tells us, uh, you know, it's called Cattleman's Ranch Steakhouse. And uh, he can't wait for them to all see it. He says it's beautiful. It's big, brown, and beautiful. And he's like, like, like Shaq? Shaq? <laughs> exactly like Shaq. I mean, at that time, he was big, brown, and beautiful. And now he just owns everything. I'm like, does Shaq own, like, a pizza chain, a fucking insurance chain? Oh, what and is that? And he's a sheriff, isn't he? Jack yeah, of all can... trades. Yeah. Imagine, Talk like, we talked about this before, man. where, like, a uh, fucking Steven Seagal lawman, like, shows up at your house. You'd be like, yeah, I don't think you're going to arrest me today. But Shaq shows up. You're like, yeah, there's no fight here. Like, there's no chance I'm going to even throw a punch or try to run. Take me. <laughs> That's two and, Steven Seagal references in two weeks, too. I mean, for being such a human nightmare, he did make a good run of movies at the beginning. The hell he did. He had a moment. <laughs> Are you going to tell me that Above the Law is not a great movie? Oh, I thought you were talking about Shaq and Kazam. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is I mean, a to be fair, movie. Kazam is just the poor man's mantis. <laughs> that would be Steel. No, I'm sorry. Steel is the poor man's mantis, and Kazam is the poor man's steel. Kazam's a great movie. It was actually on TV not long ago when I was watching it. But what channel? I don't remember. It was on at work. I know. I've like never seen that show on, t- uh, movie on Unless TV. Unless we were like, we might have had like Disney Plus on at work. Maybe it wasn't on TV proper, but we were watching it nonetheless. Speaking of Shaq, um, have you guys ever played Shaq Fu? Uh, yeah, I had the video game. It came with a the first ever CD I owned. Was I want to say I played it at like it. Ferg or Jay's house, actually. Not to get like ahead on the show, but there's a whole episode dedicated to Eddie saving up money because Shaq Fu is supposed to come out, and they're all super excited for it. Yeah, wasn't there? A, was the CD with the Sega game or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jack I remember that Diesel, vaguely happening. You can shake, you can shiver, but please take note because I stand and deliver. They actually, you know, that game got some job, uh, retribution. They just put out a new Shaq Fu. I mean, there's a come, new Shaq Fu. I remember there was like what? a there was like what? a Kickstarter for it at one point. It came out at PAX. I mean, we didn't have PAX a lot. So two two years ago, pre pandemic, it came out. This one's just like a beat 'em up. It's not like the original fighting game, but it was fun. Was the first one like a Street Fighter type game? It was, yeah. like, it was like Mortal Kombat with Shaq in it. Yeah, but yeah, um, you just beat up Muggsy Bogues the whole time. I w- he was the only like real person. They, I think it would have been a cooler game if they had more like basketball characters. But, oh, but Larry Johnson you beat, as you beat up a mummy and a cat lady. Yeah, I always played as the mummy and Shaq, usually the mummy character and a green guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, so this scene uh, pretty much just ends right there. Other than um, them singing, let's uh, give him something to talk about by Bonnie Raitt uh, comes on the radio, and it's a great song. It's Jessica's but, favorite song. That song is yeah. also sort of ruined by Will Ferrell in. Stepbrother singing it, or like I can't hear that song. I can only hear him singing it now. <laughs> well, that's weird because I heard Bonnie Rayet sing it. Right? <laughs> 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 hey, what you. happened? <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave this one to you and Bonnie Rayet, and we'll talk about it later. Wait, All right, not so, Bonnie Rayet. It's Rayet. Rayet. Like, like, Wait, it's R I A T T, Rayet. Mm. Where's the <laughs> I coming from in the it? I mean, last names are not how you decide they're pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to choose. Gordon. <laughs> Michael Gordon. <laughs> I mean, that's if I, I. That's what I always tell people if I were French. That's how I would pronounce it. It's Gordon. All right. Well, let's not have. There the, are a lot of uh, times in your life when you're like, you know, if I was French, you know, I pronounce. It's my come name. up more times than you think. That's interesting. Guys, guys, let's not have the audience weigh it too long for us to get back into the episode. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> well, then we just want to give them something to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah, we go from song to song, actually. So, from that, from that Bonnie Rayet song, we get uh, Shimmy Shimmy Ya from uh, ODB. You just playing. said Rayet. I said it to make fun of you. <laughs> I didn't say it because I. <laughs> Anyways. Girl, uh, I missed you last week. I'm so glad you're back. Yeah. So, it's playing while Eddie and his brothers. Uh, uh, just, uh, just Eddie and Emery actually are sitting outside in their new neighborhood and they're talking about how many white people there are and how it's very different from where they lived in DC. And they said that they're the only white people they ever talked to were tourists who got lost and you get a little cutscene of this white guy just going, white house. <laughs> like, uh, not understanding that they speak English. And I think like the thing that, uh, you should explain is though that they lived in, Chinatown in DC. It wasn't that DC proper had no white people. It just they they happened to live in Chinatown, so a little different, a little isolated from the rest of the world. There, I've never actually gotten to be in DC proper. I would like to go to DC a lot. No, you know, me too. DC's a lot of fun, actually. I like it. Yeah, it seems D- like right, a lot so of fun. Yeah. Here's a, so I've been to D- DC like all the historical stuff. It's a really fun day trip, and you can like you can basically do most of the stuff there for free too. So it's a really fun day. If you were like two blocks away from the historical stuff, you are in not so great areas, so you could be a little careful. I just find we live in a very historical area. Well, yeah, I mean, if you define you do, any city, you kind of don't give a shit about other places anymore yeah. because you've seen so much. Yeah. I mean, if you define any city by its worst parts, you're never going to have a good time. But no, but it's it's uh, they're just it's close. It you'd be surprised how 
the difference a block makes there, where it's not so isolated as other cities could be. I guess that's, very how, that's how Memphis is too. Memphis, you're like, this is so cool, and this is where Elvis lived. And one night, I was like, I took a walk having a cigarette. I just wanted to see the neighborhood, and people were like, You did what? You went where? And I was like, Oh, it was like two in the morning. I was just bored, and they were like, I can't believe you did that. It was like, Oh, is it that bad? So I guess like if you don't really know, you don't really know. We cut back to their mom who walks over and asks them if they plan on helping move anything. I noticed, by the way, like that all their boxes were written in English and Chinese, and I didn't really understand why that'd be necessary for them to have to do all that extra writing. Like they could have wrote it all in all in Chinese or all in English for the movers. They were the ones. Well, it doesn't matter if they're the ones moving everything in. Who cares if the box says kitchen if they're the ones who have to physically move it? Yeah, I mean, I moved recently, and we got movers and. You write where everything's going for your own edification, but aside from, like, your bed frame and the few things that you're like, can you put this here, please, because I don't want to move it up the stairs, they pretty much put everything, like, in one room. I wonder, I'm sure you can pay more for them to bring it to where it's designated, but I think most of the time it's just, like, you find a landing area, they put everything in. I bet knowing what I know about the family, I bet Lewis wrote it in English, and she's very old school and doesn't want to forget their heritage, and she said no, and wrote it in Chinese. Yeah. And, um, that sounds was, actually absolutely right for these characters. He would oh, have written English, be. like, cowboy restaurant, let's do this. And she would have been like, yeah, don't forget where we're from. This is uh, when we meet, like, the rollerblading uh, women of the area for the first time. <laughs> the, and, white, the white moms of the yeah, suburbs. I literally, like, in my notes wrote white moms, but then I couldn't remember if if they're all moms or not. So I didn't want to assume that they were all just the moms of the area. Who plays and, the head mom? Uh, Rachel like, Cannon. So I looked her up. She, she on... plays Deidre. She's someone that I looked her up thinking, like, she looks familiar. I know her from something, and I don't think I know her from something. She looks very she, familiar, though. I think she's just done, that generic, which is probably what they were going for. I've done yeah. that before, and it's usually you realize you know them from the show. That's the reason <laughs> I have her name was. written down. She's been in a lot of stuff, don't get me wrong. She's done, she, like, a few episodes of this and that, but not, she, like, a long-standing role or a big movie part. She's not in, like, uh, like the bride, like, the bride... The Bride of Frankenstein? <laughs> no, no. What's that? That bridesmaid show? Bridezillas? No, no bride... she's not a bride. No, not like, bridesmaid. You know that comedian? No. Yes, I'm trying to think of. Kristen Wiig? I think so. She's not Kristen Wiig. I don't know her name. Well, from Bridesmaids, it would be oh, Kristen Mar- Wiig. Melissa the McCarthy. No, no, no. The blonde-haired girl that's like in, in those types of movies. I think she was on SNL. That's Kristen oh. Wiig, yeah. And no, it's not her. He's thinking of the other uh, one. Uh, now I'm forgetting her name. The one who's playing um, Carol Baskin in the new Tiger oh. King show. No, that is no, Kate she's McKinnon. not bridesmaid. No, that's oh. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, she's that was way before her time. The one that's like Kate McKinnon, but not as funny. Well, think- regardless, this girl is Rachel Cannon, and she's not in any of those things. <laughs> but uh, she plays Deidre, and she introduces herself and the other four women that are with her. And when Jessica introduces herself, Deidre tells her that she was expecting a name that was more exotic, <laughs> but loves <laughs> the name Jessica because she had a sorority sister with that name who got in a terrible riptide accident and died. So they dedicated a section of the highway to her. She also she speaks very fast, by the way, when she's delivering all that. Is a riptide when the water comes in and then comes out really quickly? Yeah, it's like the undertow, but stronger. Right, yeah. The overtow. <laughs> It was Kristen Wiig, by the way. That you were thinking of? Yes. Yeah, okay. No, it's not Kristen Wiig. It's still Rachel Cannon, though. Who's Marv? The other thing about uh, this that 
she was expecting a name to be more exotic, which was, you know, her being like, you know, assuming, but in reality, they do all have more authentic, like Taiwanese names. They, these are their Americanized names because it gets touched on later with Eddie when the teacher's reading his name. Yeah, like Eddie's what he goes by. But so even though, like, yeah, you're is. supposed to, like, kind of cringe at, at Deidre for assuming that. she In this technical case, she is right. It just, she doesn't go by that. She goes by Jessica. Also, the term exotic is, uh, you know. Well, yeah, to say exotic makes I sense. I have the beholder, weird. too, though. What does one person consider exotic? I will never financially recover from this. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of exotic. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, she asked where they were from, and Eddie said that, his parents were born in Taiwan, but him and his brothers were all born in D.C. And despite her just hearing him say that, he goes, oh, your English is very good. It's like he was born in D.C. Like, were you not listening at all? This is uh, one of those shows where it's like the fun poke at racism. But you're like, oh, the underlying thing of this is such a bummer, though. Yeah, because it's yeah, there's a lot of reality in, in these interactions that I mean, this is the show is based on Eddie Wang's like real life. So I'm sure things like this have popped up. Not I mean, that he wrote the episode. It's Florida suburbs in the 90s. Like, <laughs> yeah. And um, before they leave, they inform Jessica that they go rollerblading every day, and that she's uh, always welcome to join. And as they're taking off, Jessica says to herself, "The loudest one seems to be their queen." <laughs> I do like her little asides like that, where she always has like a the evil genius comment. Also, rollerblading in that heat. Oof. And they're wearing all the pads yeah, too. That. They got the wrist guards on, like they're fully geared up. Wrist guards are so nineties. Like, do, do yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, do modern rollerbladers still wear them? But yeah, no, a lot they of have stronger wrists now, so they don't need them. I mean, I've broken a wrist before, and it sucks. But like, wrist guards are also. I've tried to. Yeah, I went to a skate park once and on vacation. Somebody with the cast. <laughs> well, let's not talk about that. He lived. His nose looks a little weird now, but he lived. Got a cowboy Bob Orton on our hands over here. <laughs> Wrestling was last week. It's every week. Wrestling is every week. Yes, thank you. The next scene, we're introduced to Cattleman's Ranch for the first time, and this is when Lewis takes his family there. They had not seen it before. You know, he's been working on it independently. Uh, the restaurant, do you guys, how would you describe it? Uh, it? Nick, maybe you've been, who here has been to San Antonio? I have, yeah. Buckhorn Saloon. Buckhorn Saloon. The is one that like with the... all the crazy heads on the wall. Oh, yeah. It's the oldest saloon. There's a lot of in, restaurants in San Antonio. Um, the oldest saloon in Texas. Correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That one. Yeah, I've been what, there. Are they human heads? No. Yeah, they're it's all crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah for, eyeballs uh, a, modern, a modern day uh, one for more local people, I would say Texas Roadhouse. See, no, I don't think Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, I don't get Texas Not Roadhouse. No. It's like a Texas chili. Roadhouse is like too loud and like, like between Texas. the music and it's more of a bar scene. Well, they're not loud because they're empty. That's true. But this is like a Chili's if the decor was also very much inspired by John Wayne, like, standees. Now, with this being said, if you guys had to open up a themed restaurant, what kind of theme restaurant would you guys have? I told you to tell me these questions beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I no one answered this out of principle. Earlier. I've I, said I'd like to open a wrestling-themed brewery, um, if that counts for anything. It does. It does. That's exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Jay. I would like a wrestling-themed restaurant as well, not to piggyback Don't on Jay's thing. I, well, I imagine <laughs> me and Jay would have wildly different wrestling-themed places. 
Yeah, people would be in Jay's restaurant. No one would be in yours because they'd be like, who is like Dirty Dan Digger? When you walk into Joe's restaurant, your vision instantly dirty, turns dirty to black Dan. and white. It's like, how did I stop seeing you color? Did you say go to Dirty Dan Diggerby? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is it Randy the Tornado who's our wrestler from Roseanne? Oh, um, I forget his name. It's like Randy the Cyclone or something. something but yes, like my old timey black and white one where it walks in and a giant standy, a giant uh, life size Vern Gagne welcomes you in would be very different than Jay's, where somebody flips a pitcher of beer at you, gives you a fucking thunder driver. What about you, Ferg? Mine would be a horror themed restaurant where everything on the menu is from a different horror franchise. That's very creative. What about that sounds there? very fun. I would enjoy that. And Mine then the servers be... come out and <laughs> a lot of ketchup being yeah. served in that place. Yeah. Um, mine would be a hedgehog themed. <laughs> so Ron Jeremy. Explain that one to me. That was his oh, nickname. that was like his weird. I mean, he's a terrible human being. I just his nickname was the Hedgehog. It makes a great rum though. Ron I would have Jeremy. a toilet themed one. I'd call it Gordo's. Would. Gordo's Mexican Taqueria, and it would have toilets everywhere, like toilet themed. I don't want to, so I don't want to shit on your dreams. <laughs> but uh, one thing you need to be aware of is that if if all your boots have like toilets for seats, people as pranks will start shitting in them. And I just True. want you to be aware of that and figure out a way around that. Yeah, as quote unquote pranks. In fact, True. if we ever visit your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True, but I think that maybe having... We left you four like, tips. Could you make it also a casino and call it the Royal Flush? I mean, I could. I do like gambling and pooping. I was going to say, it sounds like eating at your restaurant would be a gamble, so that makes sense all around. It would not, but okay. <laughs> Goro, Goro's uh, chef is Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, anyways, to get back into this, Jessica sa- uh, says to Lewis, uh, you know, there's hardly anyone here, and the- at that table, they're only drinking water. And then she just screams at them, hey, why you not drink beer? <laughs> I mean, and, uh, she's true. easily my second favorite character. My main favorite character doesn't do much in this episode, which is the, the grandmother, but Jessica's oh, yeah, gra- Grandmother's hardly touched on in this episode. Yeah, she's not in this much. I think she yeah, only the, had, the like- mom is great in this, and that must be hard, right? You own a restaurant, and water is free and you make such a big markup especially on draft beer right like Gorda, you worked in food service forever draft beer is like a humongous markup right yes yes well when you consider how much it is per yeah yes the answer is yes okay thank you, <laughs> thank you for confirming <laughs> not gonna uh, yeah. go into the specifics because i don't think anybody wants to hear yeah. that but yes it is so yeah so lewis starts explaining that you know the restaurant's doing fine it's just not as well as he hoped and he's just trying to figure out why more people aren't coming. And Jessica thinks, well, maybe it's your food. And he's like, no, the food's perfect. And, he, and then he says that his chef, uh, Hector is a genius. And then you see this shot of chef Hector or whatever is like looking through the kitchen door window and he just gives him like a big thumbs up. He's got all these, he looks like a scary dude. He's got some tattoos all he's over. He's definitely him and been stuff. a cook in something else. And I should have looked it up, but I know I've seen him as a cook. Like specifically, he just as a looks cook like Dane, something else. He just looks like Dane Cook in waiting. Does not look like Dane Cook. <laughs> no, no, Dane Cook's character in waiting. Like I mean, whole similar, like yeah, that yeah, that general style. This is like a a more intimidating uh, Hispanic gentleman, as where Dane Cook is you know, not neck any tattoos of that. and shit. Like, 
No, but, but I think Cook he has had, a like, tattoo in the yeah, same Dan hair. Yeah, Cook in, in like movie. in that in that movie had some fake tattoos and stuff on. Um, so after that, we get to uh, a new scene where they're they're back home in the kitchen, <clears throat> and this is when Evan asks Emery if he could sit next to him on the bus, and Emery's like, "Sure, if you want." And then Evan looks to Eddie, and he goes, "Me and Emery are going to sit next to each other on the bus. You're in a different bus because you're at a different school, so I don't know who you'll sit with. Definitely not Emery, though." He'll be sitting next to me. <laughs> and r- as soon as he said that, I'm like, I hate this kid. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It bothered me. Just the way he like it had to explain that. It, I don't understand. He's like a seven-year-old is just how they explain things. Yeah, it's Emery a very matter-of-fact. Like Get on my Emery's level, like seven-year-old. <laughs> of the series. He's not my favorite character, Like, but I mean, he, he gets a little better. <laughs> I think actually, I mean, I don't want to talk about future episodes because of the context of what we do. But I think he gets worse. I thought <laughs> both becomes... brothers were really endearing, at least in this episode. Great yeah, child actors. I, I think they're all good actors. All, all three kids are really good actors. Uh, Eddie starts asking his mom why they have to go to school today because it's a Wednesday. And, like, why not just wait until Monday? She's like, why not? Why wait? You go to school so you can go to college so you can make lots of money. And he's like, all, all you care about is money. <laughs> she says, do me a favor. Go find a homeless man and ask him if he thinks that money matters. <laughs> Just don't ask Waffle because he's not going to give the answer she wants. Waffle well, yeah, from last week's episode. Dead. <laughs> also, I don't want to cut back, but the uh, thank you to Gordo for pulling this up. But the uh, chef in the back who's the genius. What did they say his name was? Hector. 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 Uh, Hector's very first credit is as Latin guy on bicycle, parenthetical, uncredited in the Offspring's Pretty Fly for a White Guy music video. Nice. <laughs> wow. so, that is the coolest wow. fucking thing ever. And that was organically the Offspring being brought up twice this episode. Hector, my man. All right, Hector, you my boy. So she hands all three of her sons lunch and tells them, you know, to be polite, respectful, and don't make waves. But the whole time she's just looking at Eddie, which Eddie calls her out on and <laughs> eventually admits to, but... Even in this limited interaction you have with all three kids, you can understand why she's only focusing on him. The other two seem pretty nice. Yeah, Eddie's definitely thing. the troublemaker. I guess she looks at his shirt and she says, why do all your shirts just have black guys? <laughs> yeah, she's like, her shirts have black men on them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a notorious B.I.G. Me and him are both dudes with mad dreams. <laughs> just, just trying to get a little <laughs> bit of respect in the game. Just trying to get a nut. And uh, has terminology changed over the years? Because when I say a nut, it means something, I think, very different than what he means. No, no I think that's... he means what we all are thinking. Yeah, I think he means nut. Really? That's yes. what he's saying to his mom? He's a that kid who listens slide. to nothing but hip-hop lyrics. I'm no, sure I think it's like means. a squirrel getting his nut. Like, that. you got to get your, like, pay almost, I guess. So That's, no. what, I thought, that's no. what I thought he meant. No, no there's he... getting a nut and busting a nut. They're very different. Yeah. I have never heard getting a nut. Well, how much? How well, much Gordo has hip hop you listen so. to? Well, get my nut or make my nut is a money thing. Just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Who says make my nut? <laughs> a lot of people. That's a very well known expression to make no, my nut. No, it's not. Yes, it you, is. You've claimed a lot of things are well known expressions, Joe. In all fairness, no, hey, I'm, def- I'm hey, with Joe on this one. I'm definitely. Thank you, Nick. I, no, I, 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 I agree with. You. I agree with Joe. I I know what it I means, don't. but I don't. Gordo, you somehow Joe, who deliberately isolates himself from the world, is less like out of tune with the world than you are at times. But I don't say go and make my nut just because like, you don't say it. Just because you don't say it doesn't mean it's not a it. thing. Yeah, I don't say it either, that. but I know what it means. No, no, I no, no. I am a I'm a man of the world. No, no, I've never heard anybody say yo go make my nut. Like no, that's not. 
It's not make my nut. You know what I'm saying? You're making a restaurant. You don't tell somebody make go make nut. <laughs> Well, I'm going to Google that because okay. I don't believe well, you. While you do that, let's move forward. We'll and, check back in with you, Gordon. Yeah, so as the kids are leaving uh, is when uh, Lewis enters the kitchen and he tells Jessica that he thinks he figured out the problem. And instead, he needs to hire a white host. And instead of people coming in and seeing his Chinese face and saying, huh? They'll see a, uh, a a white guy and go, oh, hello, white friend. I am comfortable. Uh, he happy said, white face like Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman, who. That um, was my favorite line. In the- <laughs> so I'm going to assume for most of you, you probably best know him from Spaceballs. But for me. The, Independence the first- Day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Nin- well, I just think because of 1995, probably they mean he's thinking of him from Independence Day. Uh, no, if he's thinking of him from 1995, he's thinking about him from what I best know him from. The father and Casper, the friendly ghost. Oh man, Casper was ninety five. That's certainly not what he'd been most known for. Uh, as soon as I think of Bill Pullman, like, cause if I'll be, I'll be honest, I had to Google his picture, like, at first to remind myself who he was, and the second a picture popped up, I went, "Oh, the dad." He's from Casper. the reason we are free as a human race, Jay. How could you forget what he looks like? He's the reason that Casper was able to live one more Don't day you as a dare real take boy. Credit away from cousin Eddie. Yeah, Cousin Eddie was the real reason we were free, but Bill Pullman did give a good speech. Bill Pullman put him up there, though. That is true. And he did... Was it Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stance and Father Guido Sarducci? Did they both have cameos in the Casper when they're trying to get rid of the ghost? (laughs) Who are you going to call? Someone else. Somebody else, yeah. It's been probably since 1995 since I've seen that. Is that Devin Sawa? I saw that in the theaters. God, twice. I hate Devin Sawa. Why? Has he done anything in the past like twenty years? I don't think so. That? His face bothers me. I, I have no like good he's, reason he's, to dislike um, him. I just he was don't junior like in the Little Giants. He was in SLC Punk. He was in Idle Hands. He was the main character in um, oh, what's that okay. like che- college cheating movie? I can't think of the name of it. Hack? Uh, not hack. Slackers. Slackers. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Slackers. Yeah. Oh, do you with hate him from all the P. great movies he's been in? No, I love all those movies. He just always reminds me of like if somebody like screwed up while drawing Jeremy Renner, and it just bugs me. I don't know. He just Jer- looks weird. Jeremy Renner was nothing when he was like in his prime. Yeah, but if you were drawing him, you'd get him. <laughs> Jeremy Renner just genuinely scares me. Like I don't know. He's like him in the town, or him as Jeffrey Dahmer. You're just like I don't ever want to tangle with that dude. Oh, he was Jeffrey Dahmer. Ah, oh, I gotta check that out. When they made those like four movies at the same time, where it's like uh, Francis Buxton from Pee Wee is John Wayne Gacy, and uh, that movie's great. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. That whole series, he's he plays Dahmer in that series. You got a Warren? Then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, so now we're we're at uh, Eddie's uh, middle school for the first time, Abraham Lincoln Middle School, and he's first being introduced to the class by his teacher. And when she starts to read his name, she's going by his like legal name, this is what I was referring to earlier. She's like, Hungi Yi Ming. And he's like, just call me Eddie. And she goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> I do like her showing her cards there. Just like, I, I can't get through this. It's a classic, <laughs> like, I'm just a tired teacher and I don't want to deal with this. I also like that they cut to the rest of the class who doesn't emote at all. They're just staring at him. Come on here, kid. You're bothering me. <laughs> I would always give kids the cold shoulder when they would show up. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now we get to the cafeteria and Eddie's walking around trying to figure out where he's going to sit, which I, you know, I can only assume a first day at school. It's probably tough for anybody. Uh, he sees a lot of kids eating Lunchables, though, as he's like looking around from table to table, which 
I don't know, like I've had my share of Lunchables grown up, but I never actually took one to school as lunch. No, because I've never it's ever lunch. eaten one. So Lunchables, I don't know. No. Maybe it's just like the American standard thing that fucks it up. But Lunchables are just a snack. I've never been like, mm, I'm so full off of a Lunchable. Yeah. It's it like doesn't a seem bite like a meal. Of food. Yeah. yeah. It it's tied a little before like when when we would have had Lunchables was when it was just crackers and meat. Like it got a little more like you know, like pizza, like they have show. No, the pizza ones are great. I do love them. Even cold, lunch- yeah. they're pretty good. Is Lunchables I- the reason that charcuterie is so popular amongst our generation now? Yeah, they just, yes. they literally like no, the vending machine where, a, I, where I work. generation of douchebags now. That's what has like a charcuterie, like almost like thing in the vending machine. And it's, you can buy a charcuterie like, board and the vending machine at your work. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I'll try to take a picture and put it in our stories. S21 pod. Um, it's like literally, it looks like if you ripped the, the front off of the lunchable and you just put a different cover on it, it's the same thing and they charge so much money for them. Have you tried one? No, because they're like $6 in the vending machine. It's cheese and crackers. Get out of here. Okay. Well, everybody here will pitch in a dollar. I want to know. I want to report on what the, lunchable adult lunchable tastes like from i'll the show you guys a picture of it again i'll and i'll try to put it on the story if if i'm reminded about when this episode's out are we going around the horn here with uh your favorite lunchables growing up i honestly Pizza. never liked them so i never really got them i don't think they were very good jay you know when i ate a bunch of them actually i would get uh i would like unpackage them and then throw them in ziploc bags for sako when we did Sako, and I ate a oh. ton of the pizza ones on the Sako River. I, pizza's definitely my favorite. I like those a lot. I used to like the deep dish pizza one. I didn't even know that existed. The deep dish has a different, like, crust, quote-unquote, like, that's a little bit more bready than the the ones, like, in the standard pizza one. Like, the, I can't remember. Like, isn't it almost like a weird crackery type of crust? Yeah, it's like a big, like, softer cracker. Yeah, I always liked the pizza one, too. Joe, did you uh, ever mess with Lunchables in the day? I've never had one before, I don't think. I feel like, the, like, I feel like the ham and cheese one would be up Joe's alley, though. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Joe, Joe comes off as a ham and cheese, and cheese guy. Tonight, and it was fantastic. And it was on a bagel. That was double fantastic. You got another basic bitch in here, huh? Who doesn't like ham and cheese, man? I hate I'm not ham. a big ham and cheese. I'm a turkey guy. I'm not a big ham. Yeah, don't get Ferg started on had ham. Dinner. What's wrong with you? When we got married, I had... Literally only two requests. Well, you weren't like this when we got married. <laughs> <laughs> but you still let me have ham, and I appreciate that. It's like for Joe, yeah. you just have ham in an open bar, and you're I was like, gonna say, you Joe, you're, anything. I love your you. um, yeah, your wedding dinner was like definitely it was like more like home cooking than it was um like as like the standard kind of wedding plate because you guys had what ham and mashed potatoes. Yeah. I those mashed potatoes, I forgot about those. Great mashed potatoes at Joe's wedding. That's what I, I, ate. Mashed I ate. a bunch of mashed I w- potatoes. <laughs> I was going to double down for more mashed potatoes, but like I stood up to grab a drink and someone who worked there took my plate away. I think they knew I was going to go for more. <laughs> <laughs> In hindsight, not the someone best. Someone go thing. get it's, it. It's great like hang out and drink all night food because it's so it like sops up so much of the booze, puts, but it's yeah, also not like, everybody on the dance floor. It's like I just ate two pounds of potatoes. <laughs> Fuck off. There's no way this is happening. Everyone's napping at the tables. That happened to a few people. I have a picture with someone who was napping at their table, actually, from your wedding. Yeah, a number of family members kept saying, is he okay? <laughs> he does this. It's fine. Eddie spots a table that has, like, just, like, one black kid sitting alone and asks if he could sit with him. And I I don't know. Maybe they're fine. In a school that was all white kids, I guess he was like, oh, maybe this is the only kid I'm going to be able to bond with. So he goes and sits with him. And um, when he asked if he could sit with him, he's like, 
first he says no and he's like fine but don't talk to me i don't like kids my best friend is a 40 year old man what weird they can go a lot of different ways yeah i mean it could be an uncle but it could also just be like the guy who lives in the building that i guess it could technically be his dad i also didn't know to take that literal or not because he wanted him to leave it comes up later in the episode, so yeah, I feel no, like it's no, a real I know thing. it comes up later. Yeah. I'm saying at the time I didn't know if right, it was but I only like, think it comes up because I, Eddie tells his parents that. That could be true too. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so while he sits down, like this kind of Zach Morris preppy looking kid from another table sees Eddie and yells over at him, and he goes like, "Yo, yo, Chinese kid, what's your name again? Something Chinese." <laughs> He's like, "My name's Eddie." He like stares him down for a minute. And he's like, oh, you're in a B.I.G.? He's like, yeah, man. So they, they start to bond over the toys by B.I.G. And the kid invites Eddie to go sit with him. So he eventually just stands up and leaves the table with the kid who just said he could sit with him to head over to this new table. And they start talking a little bit more about their mutual admiration for the notorious B.I.G. And while this is happening, Eddie pulls out his lunch. And it looked like it was just some sort of like noodle dish. It wasn't anything too crazy. Yeah, just like a low main. Yeah, it looked yeah. like lo mein. It wasn't like yeah, a it looked like thing. lo mein, but apparently white bread over at the other side of the table has never seen this before and just completely starts spazzing out. He's like, "What is that? Gross!" Well, it's not also, like I real know lo for mein. Fact, I know it's different, but I know Orlando has like a really big Vietnamese, like little Vietnam town, and everything. So, like, the idea of food in that realm shouldn't be completely alien to this kid. Like, we all grew up eating Chinese food. Like, it's so weird to me that he freaks out. Yes, but actual Chinese people yeah. don't eat the Chinese food we Yeah, eat. it's usually yeah, something a little different. Yeah, I understand I, that for I sure. I bet but that seeing... like dirty farts. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I would have assumed that there was, like, maybe, like, fish in it or something. There's a lot of fish and a lot of, like, traditional, like, No, it's uh, the vegetables. It's, it's, I, 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 it's not cabbage, but it's another kimchi? like green. They they bok choy. Bok choy. They use a lot of bok Probably, choy. But it stinks. Like kimchi. Kimchi is not. Kimchi Korean, is like cabbage. Yeah, and it's ca- it's fermented cabbage. Well, maybe maybe he's right. Like kimchi then. is not a vegetable. Kimchi is no. Is I know it's something. A, it's, made, a, yeah. it's a thing that they make from fermented cabbage. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think Joe is right. Korean. I believe it's Korean. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, so no, so this kid's like losing his shit because this kid opened up some lo mein in front of him. <laughs> and Eddie's just like, it's Chinese food. My mom made it. And he's like, get out of here. And then he tells everyone, my God, Ying Ding's eating worms. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Do they call them Ying Ding? Yeah. Yeah. God damn. So, uh, yeah. And, you, and obviously, like at that point, like if you're the, you're Eddie, and you, first off, you're like, the only Asian kid at this school and you're just, it's your first day on top of it. And like, you already feel alienated. And then this kid's calling you ying ding and telling you to like, go sit back at your table. Cause your food stinks. Uh, so he's like head back, uh, heads back over to the table that he was sitting at with the other kid from before. And the kid's like, Oh, it didn't go so well. The white people didn't welcome you with open arms. And then he tells him like, go sit somewhere else. B I G. I kind of related to this kid. I mean, he was going to sit with him. Then he did, and then he went back to him. So fuck him, yeah. That kid's funny, too. Like, when he says, uh, an Asian kid and a white kid are bonding over a black guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when they start talking about the uh, B.I.G., yeah. And then uh, after the school scene, we get to um, Jessica, who's rollerblading with all the other women from the neighborhood. And as uh, Deidre's going on about what happened on Melrose Place, Jessica replies with, yes, all those white people sound like they're making a mistake. (laughs) <laughs> i like when you can take something down to their base parts though where like if you were to describe an episode of melrose place her description 
that's spot on, yeah. right? Like that's so simple, but so right. And uh, so she sees the school bus pull up, and this is like her exit to get away from these women. She's like, "Oh, I have to go see how my boy's uh, day was." And Deidre tells her that um, she's going to make Jessica a mixtape and hope she likes Eric Clapton. I was like, well, sign me up. I like Eric Clapton. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? Wow, I have the complete opposite. My notes, literally, I just wrote woof in giant letters. I hate Eric I Clapton. I, 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 honest to God, I was thinking about it in the moment. I'm like, Joe either loves Eric Clapton or has an, an irrational like disdain for this man for no reason. Oh, Eric Clapton is the goddamn worst. Yeah, he stole Oh, why? Everything. What do you hate? His immense amount of talent? I'm no, not saying he's, he's not a good guitar player. He's a great guitar player. He just sucks as a human being. And also yeah. his music is terrible. It doesn't matter if you're not a good guitar player or not. Santana's a great guitar player. I don't like Santana, but at least I he's don't... not a doucher like Eric Clapton. <laughs> well, I don't know either from that well. I'm with yeah. Joe on this. Thank Eric, you, yeah. Clapton... Eric Clapton's also come out in the past year with some pretty insane yeah. uh, COVID things, and he's a crazy right. right-wing weirdo. We're talking about... Can you not... 90... No, no. I mean, but also to... Eric Clapton also stole a lot of Robert Johnston's music. I, I agree with you, but also so did no, the Stones, and so did a lot of other people. No, no, who, but he got sued. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did get he, sued for much of that and had to pay back, which is good. I but, mean, he was in the Yardbirds, and I love the Yardbirds. I will give you that. But solo Eric Clapton, or like, oh, Layla is 12 minutes long. That is 11 and a half minutes too long. Move it. Keep it going. Well, this that concludes this week's episode of Clap Back with Clapton. Uh, let's let's go forward to. Would you hold my hand? <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez, Louise, get on with it. That's a great song. Anyways, uh, that's a terrible it's, song. It's the one about his son falling out of the window and dying. Yeah, look, I'm sorry, his kid <laughs> fell out the window. The song sucks, though. It's not that's, that's neither here nor there. Oh, that really happened. Yeah, that really. Yeah, happened. it's really. Oh, happened. I take back my giggles. Okay, uh, so as soon as um, she sees Eddie, Eddie tells her how much he hates it there and how, you know, about the situation at lunch. And he tells her that he had to eat outside behind the gym with a janitor who flies kites. <laughs> and there's just like a, a quick cut scene again where it's just like the janitor and he's like, this is nice. I did not expect the cut. I thought he was going to make a joke like that was how bad his day was and it wasn't going to be a real thing. So when they cut to him just being so in, just enjoying so much flying a kite. Gee, I mean, you remember the time that we used to go down and fly guys and you shit your pants? You beat me to it. I was wondering which friend it would be aimed at this time. Should someone explain this joke? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it because Gordo can't talk right now. Once again, Gordo killed himself. Gordo, the biggest fan of Gordo's comedy. Um, but yes, to, to give the listener appeal back to, <laughs> to what we do is usually the ongoing joke, uh, cause we're all in on it is we can, when we talk to someone, uh, who's unaware of it, we can u- use someone else in the story and say, Hey, remember that time we were with Joe and we were flying kites and the, and the other one go, yeah, oh yeah. And he shit his pants. And it's always the flying kites and shitting pants joke. <laughs> um, I don't remember how it started. It's probably Ferg. <laughs> I think it was. sounds like a Ferg thing, but it was great if somebody was talking to a girl. This is a fantastic edit. That's, yeah. like, that's when we used to do it. that's when we used to do it. Our friends would be talking to girls. We'd be like, "Oh, let's let's ruin their day." Yeah. In so so yeah, to go back and reset the scene. Let's say Nick's talking to a girl, and me and Ferg are idiots and want and ruin it for him. Well, in front of the said girl, we'll be like, 
hey, Ferg, remember that time you, me, and Nick all went flying kites? And then Ferg will instantly know to go, yeah, and Nick shit his pants. Your cock's been blocked, Nick. Booyah! It's funny, like, it's such a childish thing, and as we explain it, I can literally hear it getting less and less funny as it's explained. (laughs) Now I'm hearing it through the ears of somebody who doesn't know us. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with these idiots? (laughs) These guys suck. Well, you know, it's actually a perfect defense. How are you going to... It's so specific. Who it's flies like a, kites and shits their pants? It's just like it's just one of those things that every yeah, one like, of us apparently. And when it's already two on one, and the, and the other people are like the other two involved are so in sync with the story, like it's very tough to defend against it and say that it didn't happen. Try it, everybody. It's fun. Yeah. Next time you're with a group of friends and you want <laughs> you want to embarrass someone, just <laughs> mention them flying kites and shitting themselves. But yeah, uh, be flying kites though. <laughs> It has to be flying kites. Anything else doesn't work. We've tried. Remember the time we were on the train and you shit yourself? It's just, I don't know. The humor doesn't work. That it's, happened it's, to Gordo like, in oh, real Oh, what life, a terrible though. situation. You start feeling for the person. <laughs> that only happened like twice, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it was bad enough when we thought it was once. You didn't have to correct him and let him know that it happened more than once. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did let you guys know. More than yeah. once. That's why I knew. <laughs> yeah. But how now you just times? let a lot not of people ca- know. Not counting being a baby. How many times have you accidentally shit yourself? Honestly, I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I've honestly, I could not give you a, a straight answer. Like, have it's got to be at least 10 kites? or 15. I remember one time I was riding a bike and I thought <laughs> I went to find <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we very derailed. Yeah, we're derailing at a rapid pace. So <laughs> I, was, I was wearing a, a swimsuit, riding bikes, and I went to fart, and I had diarrhea in the kitchen. <laughs> oh man! Oh, no. It squirted like a straight shot. <laughs> Spartan and I went, oh no. Okay. You can cut that, but still, it's uh. Don't you dare. All right, all right. Um, so this is real, really tough to transition straight back into, but uh, so Jessica tells Eddie that they can't move back. It's just gonna take some time to adjust, uh, like she's doing with those women. And she says, you think I like pretending Samantha isn't carrying a baggie of dog poops in her hand? Maybe this is an easy transition. No, I don't like it. But we, we <laughs> that's a way easier transition. <laughs> it's just rolling around. It's rolling there. around. I can see it. But I'm trying. And uh, Eddie takes off, and we see the other sons come off the bus. And Emery, who already has a girlfriend, walks by. And now Evan uh, tells his mom about the fat kid he met in class named JJ, who's hilarious. So uh, their day's not as bad as Eddie's. My I think I could Emery's girlfriend looked familiar. Was she in another sitcom? I don't know. I didn't look her up. But I guess that also shows you the difference between being like in middle school versus elementary school. Because yeah. kids do progressively get meaner and shittier as they get a little older. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I feel like you've downloaded less bullshit in your head at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, are we also to assume that the mother walking around with the bag of dog poop, like there's no trash cans and well they seem pretty suburban like you'd have to find someone's actual garbage can like i don't think that neighborhood has like public trash cans 
You got to pick oh, okay. that shit Touché. up right away, too, or the uh, HOA will come right at you. Yeah. You know what, though? It, but it seems good like on an her HOA for doing the right thing. She could have left it in the street. She did the right thing. So good on her. No, no, no. no that's true. Oh, yeah. Props yeah. for picking it up. That's, I'm going to be a that prick. There's a social I always contract. leave it in the street. Of course I, you I, do. I, I yelled at a girl once. I'm not touching poop. For doing that, actually. I watched her bag the poop and then just threw it on the fence next to the cemetery. And I said, <laughs> you bagged it. Take it with you. Just, go, just picked up the bag and walked away. I was like, what the fuck's the point of bagging it? You're actually littering if you bag it and leave it. Just leaving the shit would actually be better. Yeah, like they, like if a stray dog did that, you couldn't be mad at the dog. You know what I mean? If it just left it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But if the stray I mean, dog, dog did it and then put it in a bag and then walked away, you'd think that dog was a fucking shithead. Like, why would you do that? I think uh, we've had enough cuck talk for one episode. So let's. For uh, one let's- lifetime. One lifetime for me in the past 50 whatever episodes this has been. (laughs) Past that. So now we get to the the next scene's back at the restaurant, and Lewis is interviewing someone for the host job. And that's when we meet Mitch, uh, played by Paul Shear, who, for those of you who follow our episodes, uh, we've covered before. Yeah, Andre from The League. So if uh, you're a big fan of The League and you're just catching up with us now, go back a few months. You can listen to our League episode. Actually, more than a few months. I think that came out in September-ish. Twilight 2, Breaking Andre's. Yeah, and uh, Mitch tells him that he's always wanted to work at a Golden Saddle, which I guess is um, their way of saying like Golden Corral, maybe. Ugh, gross. Golden Corral is not good, but yeah. Um, Lewis is like, uh, no, this is Cattleman's Ranch. He's like, but it's all I thought the you were same about to stuff. just defend Golden Corral. He's gonna be like, okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, let's see. Let's I, see how hard that goes. I, I tried Golden never, Corral. Mm-hmm. People either love it or hate it, and the people that love it love it, and they'll talk it up like crazy so and then you go and uh, eat it and it's terrible at terrible work, we had we used to have some softball tournaments at work in florida and i was always always trying to get everyone to go because i had never gone to one and like always getting vetoed and then like finally like for one of the tournaments we we finally go and it was so bad that we were like in hysterics laughing at the booth <laughs> because the food was so bad that it became hilarious <laughs> There's nothing just, worse than being the one that suggests the bad restaurant. Everyone yeah. giving you the stink eye. Because <laughs> it's like, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I've Has always wanted had to eat CC's? at one. I was just going to say that that's CC's the pizza the buffet, right? Thing. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it would be mediocre at best. I went down to Florida and ate at one, and it was awful. Well, it seems like, like the thing in the like, office where it's like, would you rather have a lot of bad pizza day. or a little bit of good pizza? CC seems like you could have all you can eat bad pizza, and who wants that really, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. And uh, so Mitch keeps going on about it. He's like, it's like the same stuff. Like, you have like that bear over there. And Louis is like, no, that's a brown bear. Uh, Golden Saddle has a black bear. And then uh, the snake skin is the same. He's like, no, we use a different snake. So obviously... Lewis took a lot of inspiration from Golden Saddles chains and just did just enough alterations to make his place different. It's also no. weird too. Like you don't think of bears like that as being Western themed. No, yeah, they can be. Well, they can be. No, I get the there right are setting. bears. There could be bears in territories that cowboys are in. But like when you think of like the Wild West, right? You I, mean, think I, of, like, I shot Arizona bears in Nevada. the uh, Oregon Trail. Well, I guess that's when you're on the train through getting to the territory, though. I suppose. I also yeah. like that he has a jackalope, and earlier in the episode, the grandmother looks at it and just goes, you are too slow. Oh, you are <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that the yeah. grandmother? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's like the one line she gets in it. It's so funny. She says it in Chinese. 
uh, I like as they're going on with this interview too. He's like, oh, they they're like playfully laughing, but trying to. <laughs> it's weird. They they're joking with each other, but they're still trying to get their points across. And he's like, oh, you're crazy when he's talking about how the restaurants are exactly the same. He's like, I am, I, I am. I mean, I'm not super crazy because it does look exactly the same. And Lewis tells him, this is the original Cattleman's Ranch Steakhouse. And Mitch is like, oh, there's more than one? <laughs> no, there's just this one. Uh, Lewis's face, like, through this whole thing. He always has the big old smile, but he's just getting perplexed. And it's, it's such a funny part. Yeah, but uh, but nonetheless, I think this is the friendly white man that Lewis was looking for, so he he hires him right on the spot. I love Paul Shear. This is like the role Paul Shear was made to play, right? Like these are the characters. It's like Andre, right? Like he plays this sort of like happy-go-lucky, aloof, go along to get along guy so well. And and he was, I think, I mean, not to skip ahead, but he, I think he pretty much was on the show throughout the entirety of the run, right? More or less. He leaves for, I think, it might even be two full seasons. Oh, he left for a little back. bit and came back, right? Yeah. So now we get to the next scene in the kitchen, and Jessica tells Emery and Eddie that Evan isn't going to school today because his fat friend JJ gave him a string cheese, and apparently he's lactose intolerant. And she said that his body's rejecting white culture, which makes her kind of proud. <laughs> yeah. Job, that she's kind of proud by that. What do you have to miss school? Like, I figure if he's lactose intolerant, he'd like shit his brands out. Not to bring up shit again, but and then like it, you know, it'd be clear. Well, we know somebody um, with a shitty stomach, Joe. Yeah, different. somebody with stomach problems. If it's a bad day, you're not like. Well, that was a tough ten minutes. You're not leaving. It's yeah. it's a, it's the day. okay. It's, it's an all day thing. Yeah, it's but he, not ate thing. Che- he ate cheese with Fat JJ the day before, and now it's another day. You think he would have got that all through his system by then? Well. Regardless, it usually is the next day, and it's usually the whole day. He didn't go to school that oh, day. You're, you're slightly enough. lactose intolerant. How long until you pass? Enough of it. We don't need to like talk about it, how long everyone's in the bathroom for. All right, I didn't say talk- bathroom. I meant not feeling well. Yeah, oh, yeah, just like eating? the sickness. Wait, Are you down with the sickness? Head. So as she's telling them this, she's packing their lunches, and Eddie yells, "I don't want Chinese lunch. I just want white people food." And Jessica tells him, "You know, the kids are going to get used to it." And he's upset. I mean, he had kind of a rough day at lunch the day before because of this. So he says that she's never going to understand his side and runs off. And I mean, I do see both sides, right? Knowing from Eddie's perspective and what he went through because of the other kids. But then Jessica, as the parent, too, is like, no, I made lunch. Like, this is, you know, and and respecting your own culture. So you, you see both sides of the coin here. Well, yeah, on one side, he wants to fit in. And on the other side, you know, the mother doesn't want to give in and you know yeah I you're still the, the parent like i made your lunch you're gonna eat it like exactly. <laughs> i don't think she understands the weight of what's happening to him though either they no that's like true sponsorship i think that happens from later. like lunchables because I, I know like kids eat them i don't remember them to be that big that it was a thing that every kid had lunchables I yeah they do that scene where he walks in the cafeteria and everybody has them it's yellow boxes as far as the eye can see and i never remember that <laughs> no no, me no, too. No, but it's probably it was probably like an easy get though, like on a from the television standpoint, like they probably had the licensing to be able to show him by name and had the access to have like retro boxes or cuz it is a 90s show. Cuz like school lunches, we all just mostly ate whatever was in there. Like whatever the yeah, cafeteria I mean, was serving. If you right? weren't going to have a homemade lunch, odd, odds are you just had the school lunch. Yeah, you didn't have like a pre-packed lunch. Yeah, I would say bringing lunch to school was the Weird, probably in the minority. Yeah, yeah, it was more of the exception to the rule. I always just ate Doritos. (laughs) That was my lunch ninety percent of the time. 
what was your favorite lunches in school? I actually really dug the uh, chicken sandwich. It wasn't bad. No, Breakfast for lunch, baby. We had the wrap bar. The wrap, yeah. I forgot about the wraps. I just get a ham and cheese wrap every day because I'm basic. Honestly, nothing stands out. Like, whatever it was was fine. Like, I would you get like remember a burger pepperoni pizza sticks. Those were great. Yes. That was elementary school only, though, and Hot Pocket oh. made those. Yeah, those pizza sticks were very good. I always liked the rib. Like the 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 rib, rib sandwich, the ribicue. Yeah. yeah, the ribicue. That batteries. is what it was yeah. called. Yeah, the ribicue. Yeah, <laughs> we did tacos too sometimes. Tacos were good. Yeah, yeah. Because of those chicken patties, I, because of Freddie got fingered, I can only ever think of them as chicken burgers. God, remember in middle school the curly fries we would get? Those are really good too. They weren't bad. Yeah, very seasoned. I think I think the kids now probably got it worse. Because after we left school, they were like, uh, all right, this is garbage. We're feeding them every day. So now they're like forcing kids to take like fruits and vegetables. And then the kids are just <sighs> throwing away on like eaten fruits and That's vegetables. That's what I hate. They're mass. forced to take them, but yeah. then they're allowed to throw them away where right. they should just be able to say like, I'd rather not have one. So you don't just get it thrown away. There's like weird yeah. rules to it. My mom now, like her job is working as a lunch lady at a high school and she like shows me the menus they have now and it's fucking wild the amount of food they have they'll have pizza and it'll be like 10 different kinds of pizza and a sandwich bar and like all sorts of crazy pastas like it's it's pretty crazy it's way different than we were in school must be tough now because of all like the peanut allergies and shit which i'm sure existed then but um you know they have to be really careful with with nutrition now all sorts of stuff yeah they said they have like gluten-free wraps and stuff so like they really try to cover as many bases as they can yeah so um so after that, the two of the brothers are, they're walking down the street now and Eddie throws his lunch in the trash. And Eddie asks Emery if the other kids, uh, like at his school are teasing him about lunch. And he's like, no. And he's like, oh, they will. He's like, the people here suck. And as soon as he said that, multiple kids start greeting Emery and, you know, one asks if he's going to be coming to his birthday party. And then his girlfriend shows up and gives him a soda. And, the and he's one like, that got mad that he threw the Tupperware away. Oh, though I didn't. I guess I didn't think about it, like, it too much. I just, yeah, an old man I thought of that too. To yeah. care about. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not like in like a Ziploc baggie or something that's not going to be recyclable. It's like Tupperware party level Tupperware that he just tosses away. Yeah, I, I didn't even pick up on that. And you think and the mom it, would for sure ha- like harp on that when he came home? Be right. Like, where's the Where's the Tupperware? Like I right. use this every morning. I never even thought about it until he said it. Uh, Eddie asks why girls aren't bringing him sodas, and that's when his brother tells him because you want it too much. And while he's sitting there with his arm around his girlfriend drinking his 7-Up, I think it was. Was it 7-Up? Yeah, it was 7-Up. So now in the next scene, we get back to Cattleman's Ranch, and that's when Lewis walks in to see his new white host isn't really bringing in the immediate success that he was hoping for. And he says that he needs his Caucasian features to work now. But, like, I understand whether or not Lewis's mind with this was correct or not, whether Mitch was going to make a difference having a different host that's white and more authentic to the Wild West theme. It's not like word's going to get out like, hey, did you hear about Cattleman's Ranch? They have a white guy who greets you now. It's not like you're advertising. Check out our new white host. <laughs> they got a real life white guy who lets yeah. in. The steaks are amazing. I like, mean, they should have had him outside with like, one of those signs that like they flip around. <laughs> new white guy. <laughs> and uh, he tells Mitch how his wife is not a patient person and how you know he's watched her yell at seeds to grow when she's trying to start a garden. And then Mitch is like, hey, I hear you. You know, my mom is the worst roommate. It's like, if you're going to make toast, like, make us some both, uh, make both of us toast, huh? <laughs> I like he said, that's why the toaster has two slots. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately thought of Ferg making hot dogs. <laughs> uh, Ferg, your hot dog toaster, how many hot dogs can you make at once with that? Only two. Only two? Send it back. Snack. It's defective. It's the size of a toaster. How many hot dogs do you think I can fit? Hot dogs are smaller than a piece of bread. Well, That's you know true. what else goes in there? Can... A piece of fucking bread because it makes <laughs> the buns too. Oh, it makes the buns as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this is next level then. Okay. I have to rethink all of my uh, criticism now. I really want a hot dog. Every We always mention it on the show and I'm like, no, I just want a fucking hot dog. Is Ferg going to get the grill? I think, it, yeah. Going I think I'm finally going to see it. Steamed or grilled? Because I love mine steamed. Hot dogs? Ah, I yeah. like it grilled. I like them both. I, I won't turn down a hot dog. You cook them at home steamed? Yeah, I have a hot dog steamer. <laughs> it's not a hot dog steamer. It's just a smaller stovetop steamer. And the water goes in the bottom go. and steams into the top. So, all right. So, f- for those of you listening, Ferg just found his hot dog toaster and, and put it out for us to look at. By the and way, it doesn't work. It's broken. And it's branded by Coca-Cola. <laughs> you still have it, though. It's branded by Coca-Cola, who doesn't make hot dogs or buns, so I don't know why they have steaks in the game, but... A hot dog with a Coke is a pretty good pairing, though. It is, but Coke shouldn't be making the, the toaster. It should be like it. Kayams or you something. Just, hey, you just license your logo, and you put it on shit, and you make money. Yeah, they don't even know what they're putting on anymore. They license their logo out, and they just hope it doesn't end up on some terrible thing with... Some war criminal wearing it or something. Which I'm sure it's happened by Which now. But I'm sure in, all, in all fantasy, I'd rather have a Coke hot dog thing than a hot dog brand uh, Coke dispenser. <laughs> the ballpark Frank Coke dispenser. Does it make hot dog flavored water? I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, you got me by half a second. Ah, fuck you, I got you. <laughs> so, um, so now it's uh, dinner time, and Lewis and Jessica just having dinner with only Eddie, apparently. The other two boys were not invited to dinner. And I would Jessica, imagine that one is with his friend and the other is with his girlfriend, maybe? Like, to even isolate him further? Yeah, well, maybe Evan's still sick and Emery's with his girl. Maybe. And uh, so Jessica tells Lewis how her brother just bought a brand new Miata. And uh, I'm assuming that's the brother that he used to work for at the furniture store. And they, they're debating back and forth whether it's new or not. But as they're going back and forth, Jessica sees Eddie's basically shoveling food in his throat and asks him why he's eating so much. And she asks if he ate lunch today. And as we know, he threw his lunch out. So he probably went all day without eating. He asked how whatever Chinese dish, which name I would have butchered was. And he said it was really good. And that's when she shouts that he's a liar. I didn't pack whatever Chinese dish, uh, dish which name I would have butchered. Uh, and uh, Eddie admits that he threw it out. At first, they were pretty mad at him, but then he keeps explaining. And he says to them, I need white people lunch. That gets me a seat at the table. And then you get to change the rules. Represent like Nas says. I'm not trying to eat with the janitor for the rest of my life. I got big plans. First, get a seat at the table. Second, meet Shaq. Third, change the game. Possibly with the help of Shaq. (laughs) And Lewis goes, damn it, that was beautiful. That filthy music you listen to turned you into a poet, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Filthy music. (laughs) Randall Park, I think we said it a bunch on the episode of um, Young Rock that we did, but like he's just so funny in that weird, like in that one style of delivery that he can do so well. It's 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 kind of dry. It's not like a super dry delivery, but it's like a monotone. Yeah, he has a yeah. His delivery is tough to explain, but yeah, it's very unique to him. It's unique and very funny. And uh, I think at this point, they realize that there is a little validity to what Eddie's talking about, and they agree to get him some white people food. 
And that's when you cut to them about to enter the food for all, uh, Eddie and his mom. And apparently they've never even seen a supermarket before. Like I know they lived in Chinatown, but, and probably stuck to the markets for the most part, but you'd think once in a while might have ended up in a supermarket. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy this really. Like how have you not been into a supermarket? Yeah, it's like a good gag for what it is, but a little bit of because a reach. Because they shop and buy all fresh ingredients from, like, the markets. Yeah, they came from like, Chinatown in D.C. where they have their own marts and stuff. No, like for sure, ever. but once in a while, like, in a pinch, like, you still live in the world. Like, you've probably popped in and, one once or twice. Right, if so, you leave to go vacation or something and you want to get food, there you go to, like, stop and shop, Hannaford's, whatever. Yeah. And what does she say? Why is it so excited? Or well, Yeah, for, yeah, well, yeah I, I, I was something pissed. about the, the way the, the lights and um, the the branding was out front. No, I was going to say Eddie is 11. Eddie's been, Eddie was born in America. You can't tell me that they haven't been to like a Walmart or something in 11 years. Yeah. Like they're a little isolated again, living in Chinatown because it's a little more authentic in stuff to, for their specific needs, but just living in the world, you're going to end up at these places once in a while. It may be (laughs) sad because that's how I used to feel about grocery stores pre COVID. Like, the grocery store, it's always this, like, magic place where you get free cheese and there's all sorts of stuff and everyone's, like, just kind of in a good mood. And then ever since, like, pandemic started or whatever, it's, like, people are bummed out because it's expensive and wearing masks. You don't get free cheese anymore. Like, the grocery store used to be really fun and now there's no free cheese. Basically, I'm just going on. I'm so mad there's no fucking free cheese anymore. If anyone wants, yeah, to send Joe some cheese and boost his spirits, by all means. Joe, you have a preferred cheese? Um, my preferred cheese From would Manda? be American, and that would be uh, <laughs> the Dietz and Watson. But I will also take a good Lol cheese. Okay. Uh, after that would be Boar's Head. No, I, like, I like the Cracker Barrel cheese. Got a strong bite. Yeah, I mean, if you're just going to send me well, cheese you're going for to a cheddar, snack I mean, on. cheddar is different, but you get free American cheese at the grocery store. American cheese. <laughs> Which they call <laughs> processed uh, cheese in Canada. And uh, Jessica tells Eddie before they walk in, if we get separated, try to join a white family, you'll be safe until I find you. And you get this, like, nice little shot of them from behind, like, holding hands and slowly walking to the door. Like, they're about to enter somewhere, like, a magical place. And uh, then we cut inside. And the place, she says this place looks like a hospital. And uh, that she misses the Taiwanese markets back in D.C. They used to make her feel so calm. (laughs) And then you get this cut scene of her, like, in the market, which is, like, just sheer chaos. And she's holding, like, an armful of eggplants and just, like, (laughs) shouting to the other people that are in there. This is a terrifying scenario in there. It's like a yeah. a movie or something, like a war movie or something. Yeah, like everyone's just to screaming get at each other. And I, get, uh, I do get the hospital reference, though, the, the fucking bright lights that are in some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the fluorescent lights. And there's a lot of, like, sterile cleaning stuff around. Somebody yeah, in the I'm, hospital always honestly, walks if, up when somebody like, throws up and just throws some sawdust on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's where I'm, like, getting all my food from, I want to be under the impression that it's super clean. Right. Yeah. Uh, and eventually they find the Lunchables, which... Um, why were they on a shelf? Lunchables are always on a shelf. I, no, they're they got to be dippy. refrigerated. They're on a refrigerated shelf. Yeah, they were on a refrigerated. They were shelf. next to like the yogurts and stuff like oh, that, like they? an open yeah. air like deli. Cool. I thought they I were thought like the a same thing shelf. you did until I looked behind them, and it was it was just like one of those oh, big. All right, I was under the impression they were just like on the on like a regular shelf. I'm like, this is not right. Because <laughs> right, yeah, they're for Lunchables sure not shelf Paid them a lot of money because they. Fill the whole fucking shelf like it's the biggest thing in the world. And yeah, but you got to remember that. too, like because this is like a timepiece episode, all the logos and stuff they have to be like retro boxes. So none of yeah. it's like you can't just go 
to the actual supermarket or have Lunchable send you a few cases to pop on the wall. Like, it all has to be authentic to the time. And timepiece stuff are, like, my favorite things to watch, but I can never understand the idea of doing one because it makes everything so much harder because of right. things like that. Like, like yeah, it's like something simple like cars, that. Or... you got to change clothes. you got to change food labels, everything. And if you forget one thing, people harp all over yeah. you. Like, yeah, there's you. one... In Animal House, when they're at the grocery store, there's one register that you see, like, three registers down. They forgot to move that has a digital display, and people are always like, they're fucking fucked it all up. There's a digital. It's like, okay, we tried our best here. Okay? Uh, excuse me, that bag of Doritos is actually from 1997, not 1995. <laughs> you didn't update that properly. To your points, no. I... When I saw they had the pizza one, I go, I don't think they had the pizza in 95. And I looked it up and they did. <laughs> I ready to jump on that. Like I said, I'm a deep dish pizza guy, but I don't know how long those were on. But they've, uh, for a bit at least, because I, I definitely had my share of them. Um, And then I think I tried to revisit one like later in life, thinking that they would still be like tasty. And it's like, no, nah, I don't need this. I'll eat a pizza one. I, They're not I'll big enough. Pizza one. That would never fail. No, it's me. a snack. Three no, it's a it snack. It would be terrible. But they're great if you want heartburn. Oh, I imagine that sauce is heartburn-inducing, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, did you eat them cold, or did you uh, heat I them? I never he- heated them up. I've never no, heated them either. I didn't think you were supposed to. Until Me I too. saw it in this episode, which we'll, we'll get into in a little later. I was like, I, I didn't know you were supposed to heat these. Um, but maybe it would make the pizza ones taste better. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> so as Eddie's picking some of these up, a woman asked Jessica if she wants a free sample of the tortilla chips. And... Jessica, not used to this uh, scenario, grabs the entire bowl of them and just puts them in her basket when she finds out it's free. I love that she takes the bowl, too, and she so calmly places it into the basket. Yeah, and that woman is so, like, perplexed by the situation, doesn't correct her. It's just like, okay. You're like, what do you do at that point? And uh, then we go back to Cattleman's Ranch, where apparently they're about to shoot a commercial. Lewis is walking around. He's pretty excited, checking everything out. And he heads over to Mitch to see how he's doing. And Mitch is like, I think I told you numerous times, I don't want to do this. And all you do is smile and nod. And you just cut to Lewis just smiling and nodding at him. He's like, yeah, like you're doing it right now. And he's just still smiling and nodding, just not listening at all. Like th- that made me laugh. He looks so vacant in that scene. Like he looks yeah, genuinely vacant, just like. And then uh, Jessica walks in and apparently had no idea that any of this was happening. And she starts talking to Lewis about how she misses their family and friends in D.C., and Eddie's having a hard time at school, and Evan's lactose intolerant, and Emery, well, he's doing surprisingly well, but all you care about is this stupid restaurant, which is the whole reason I agreed to move here. And she thought the restaurant was doing well, and now she realizes it's not, so now she's worried about money, and on top of it, look at my hair. She's like, my hair is terrible, and he's like, your hair is terrible, but so is mine, and I fixed it using product. Which was like, of everything that he said to her, that was the one thing that he felt he had to correct first was the hair issue. Um, It's a hard thing, too, because, I mean, they always say that restaurants are the hardest business to open and be successful at. So, like, uproot your whole family and then move to a different state and then rely on opening a business as the only worker. Because I don't think the mother works. That's a big gamble. Oh, yeah. So, like, I I get why he's so freaked out about making it work because everything is going to be on the line and it's dollars to donuts that it's not going to work out. Well, it's yeah, tough. but at you this open point, a pizza place is a hundred other pizza places. You open a barbecue place is a hundred other barbecue places, uh, golden saddles, like yeah. or whatever it's called on the show. Well, I mean, and, I think that's anything really with restaurants. Like there aren't, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's tough to start a new one. People already have their favorites. You're going to have to hook right. some tourists or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, Jessica's like, let's just go home. And he's like, we can't do that. And she's like, why? Why is it so important that we had to move here and change our whole lives? During this uh, debate between the two, someone walks up to Lewis to let him know that the borrow is ready. Uh, they blocked it for the shot for the commercial. Then we go back to Eddie in school. Uh, uh, and he's heading into lunch with his Lunchable in hand. So he's pretty excited. Because uh, now he's like, you know, he finally feels like he's going to fit in with everybody. He has Lunchable now like everybody else. I love that he goes yeah. to the one kid, too. He's like, well, whatever you got, like, he's really pushing yeah. that he's now part of this Lunchables group. Yeah, like, oh, you got turkey oh. and cheese? Like, I got pizza. And I then imagine I imagine how bad that turkey is. Yeah. Or that um, cheese. All of it. It's like uh, not cheese. It's not good. Yeah, it's not great. Um, and G's and Hustlers by Snoop Dogg is playing uh, during the scene, by the way. And, again, like I said, he, you know, he finally feels like he's, you know, one of everyone else, like, you know, he's not eating his Chinese lunch. He's, you know, it, it's like this was important to him, right? Because he felt like such an outcast and he finally has something that makes him feel like one of everyone else. And as soon as he goes up to the microwave, he gets shoved by um, the black kid that he, you know, almost sat with a few days prior. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, get used to it. You're at the bottom now. He's like, no, I'm not. And he's like. Yeah, you are. It's my turn. And then uses a unkind word that you would say to Asian American people. Also, Walter, I think, is that kid's name, right? Was it Walter? I don't remember if it was ever said. Is it like it's in the credits? Said. It's I don't not think said. it's said, but I think it's Walter. I looked it up because I just didn't want to be like, and then the random kid he doesn't sort of get along with, but I think it's Walter. We um, become best friends later, and I still don't even remember his name. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it was ever said in the episode, but yeah, uh, Walter. And then the whole cafeteria stops and looks over because of the word that was just used. And Eddie stares him down pretty hard and with a pretty good angry look in his eye, which immediately cuts to him sitting in front of the principal's office. So, you know, he just got into a fight. Do you know what the bummer of this is? Aside from the fact that this kid said some racist shit to him and he had to get into a fight. He for sure did not eat that Lunchable because he got he didn't get to the microwave these dudes got in a fist fight, and then he got the fight got broken up, and he got brought to the principal's That's a good office. Point, yeah, that lunchable did not get True. eaten. After all that work, he still didn't even get to eat the goddamn lunchable. And uh, he got you something know, else though. Respect. That's true. Yeah. That tastes way better than fake pizza from <laughs> terrible Kraft or pizza sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We cut to inside of the principal's office where both of his parents are there now, and uh, the principal says, and according to the lunch monitor. He kicked him in his groinal area, shoved pudding in his face, and unleashed a stream of obscenities I can't repeat because God is listening. And then he said, <laughs> there were some words that he used that I've never heard before, and I grew up in Boston. And yeah. I was like, what a bummer that that's like become. That's our rap. <laughs> for a bunch of us who grew up in Boston, that is like the thing Boston is known for is being historically racist, which is very unfortunate. It's a real um, bummer because nobody like that's not our crew of people, obviously. I know, and then like, I always want to say like I didn't but I know see it like people that. Who are shitty. Well, yeah, I've seen that's that more of uh, South Boston, <laughs> but I mean, um, North Shore for life, obviously. Yeah, but like you know, not that we haven't seen any of that, and you know, it doesn't justify anything. But you, you don't want to be known for that of all things because you'd like to think that we're better than that, whether or not we took part. See, I thought Michael about Shea this. Michael Shea on I SNL makes the joke all the time, and then, like, Boston.com and those sites are always just like, we don't like him for saying that. It's like, I don't know, man. I think he's got a right to say it if he's been gotten a bunch yeah. of racist shit happened to him in Boston. Like, it's there's a lot of shitty people here. It's cool but I don't we have think an Asian the principal... Man now. 
uh, meant like racial slurs specifically. I think he just meant, you know, just obscenities in general. Oh, in this case, of... you might be right. The context yeah. of right, that yeah. might have been yeah. just the swearing. I mean, we come from a place where, I mean, if you listen back to a lot of these podcasts, how often do we just casually swear? Like, it is sort of embedded in the way we grew up speaking yes. for some reason. <laughs> like, culturally, it replaces our, uh, it's yes. just ah, fucking. fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or my favorite, <laughs> people are like, yeah, but fucking, and then trail off. It's my favorite whatever. Yeah, but fucking. But what fucking. Uh... <laughs> Funky butt loving. I was flying a kite, but fucking, I shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, getting back in. So, this part I actually really loved. Because in response can, can to I the principal. Can I just say this, this part? I literally teared up. I was so inspired. <laughs> like, uh, it's so easy to get you now. I know. It, like, it got me, though. I, I was, yeah. Oh. <laughs> It was, you know what, for it's like, uh, you know, from a couple weeks back on Roseanne episode, you, the parents teaming up, like, cause that, that really did it for you there too. And, mm-hmm. um, when Darlene cut herself, because now in response to the principal, they're, you know, they're defending Eddie and they're asking, why didn't they do anything to the other boy who just called their son that word? And then, you know, why isn't that kid sitting outside too? Where are his parents? And they're like, where's his 40 year old best friend? And why does he have a 40 year old best friend? <laughs> It's the best callback of the entire episode. I'm really glad they didn't let that just go. Uh, yeah. I love how worked up he is about it too. Like he's just like coming out of his seat. Why aren't we talking yeah. about this? Yeah. And why? And, but while they're doing this, um, because Eddie's right outside of the office, he can hear them and like he's smiling because like, you know, it's like any other family thing. Like you see them fight all the time and argue, but they're a family. And he's he thinks he's going to get in all this trouble for fighting, but now he's hearing his parents stick up for him, which meant you know a lot to him. It's a good moment. It is a good moment. Very wholesome. And the principal's like, I don't think you understand. We're talking about a possible suspension here. And they're like, if you try to suspend our son because of this, we will sue everyone in this school so fast it'll make your head spin. And he's like, and uh, Lou's like, hey, it's the American way, right? <laughs> I do appreciate <laughs> that he just throws that. You know, he's really embracing it now. But uh, <laughs> but it closes out with Lewis going like, oh, and by the way. Uh, and he hands him a coupon for a free onion blossom at Cattleman's Ranch is if he, if he buys an entree and a drink. I do like that he, he specifically at the end, he's like, and, and you have to buy a drink. Yeah. Cause it's, I, I thought that was weird cause the way it was worded, cause it was like a free onion blossom with the purchase of any entree, but you have to buy a drink. So it's I mean, not they, just, you know, they you tell both. you later that, uh, onion blossom is two ninety nine, So just skip the drink and you actually save money. That's <laughs> true. Actually. That, that, that is point. true. Yeah. I mean, I do love a blooming onion myself. A fried are, onion is a tasty thing, although it's really the only good, way yeah. I like onions. I don't like onions either, and I'll eat a blooming onion. So yeah. they are really good. What do they? What do they call them at the Texas Roadhouse? A blooming onion. onion? Cat, is it a no? That's onion that's blossom. The it might it might even be the same as this show. To be honest with you, I'll tell yeah, you. Because it's because uh, blooming onion is Outback. exclusive to Outback, right? Like they own that. They own that terminology. It's the, yeah. the Outback is the blooming. B L O O M I N. That itty bitty change. Yep. Is it an awesome blossom at Chili's? Awesome blossom. Right. Yeah, I think it's an awesome blossom at Chili's. It's an awful waffle. Yeah, because they do it in. Uh, that's part of the song R. that R. Michael R. and what's his name sing. There's yeah. There's the episode where he's there with uh, Tim Meadows. Yeah. yeah, Tim Meadows. I couldn't think of his name. Because he asked for an awesome, awesome blossom, extra awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we cut to the whole family walking outside after that whole interaction, and Eddie's like, "Well, why'd you stand up for me?" And his mom's like, you do your best to not make waves, but I will never be mad at you for standing up for yourself. 
And then Lewis tells him that this is why they moved here. Like, he's sorry for what happened to Eddie, but it's going to make him stronger. And coming to this new place is going to make all of them stronger. And he opened up a Wild West restaurant because this is the Wild West, a lawless land for only the bravest of families. And uh, but as he's saying it, they pan out because they're just in like the the basketball court area of the school. Like it's not like the Wild West at all. But you know, you get his sentiment. And he said, "I got big dreams. I got big plans. And things were okay for us back in D.C. But I want more than just okay." And Jessica tells him that she wants more than just okay for them too. But if we want to go west, we should go to California. And he's like, do you know how expensive California is? This is the west for us. This is fine. (laughs) I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. Also, like, if you're trying to compare places to live and pricing right now, California to Florida are vastly different. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Pricing. Yeah. And uh, you get a little bit of last uh, narration. And it's, you know, when you live in a Lunchables world, it's not easy being homemade Chinese food. But it's also what makes you special. My family was going to create their place in Orlando and we're going to do it our way because you don't need to pretend to be someone else to, in order to belong. And, uh, while they're doing that, you see like the white bully kid from before, like who, uh, yelled at him for his food, like kind of stand back because, you know, he saw Eddie get in the fight. So he has a little more respect for him now and lets the whole family walk by. And I thought that was the close of the episode, but. But then the right. best part of the entire episode happens. Yeah. Then the best the part of the episode happens and it's the commercial for Cattleman's Ranch. And it's Mitch going, hey, y'all, when my (laughs) neck gets red because of the my white skin is out in the yellow sun, I like to come here to Cattleman's Ranch where I can get comfortable along people of my own kind. Redneck yellow sun destroyed me. Like, I was laughing so hard watching this last night. Uh, I I thought the – I'll finish it first. Maybe meet my wife or my cousin or my cousin's wife. (laughs) For an onion blossom for only two ninety nine, <laughs> tell them I send you. Who am I? I'm Cattleman Mitch, and this is my pal Eric the Donkey. <laughs> uh, I really like the whole. Um, uh, I'm comfortable al- along people of my own kind. I'm like that's. I mean, you're not trying to make this sound like a whites only restaurant, right? It's more of a hey white people thing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> White's own. Hey, white people, don't be scared by the Asian man that greeted you last time you were here. <laughs> Cattleman Mitch is here now. No, he says my cousin's wife, right? He's I thought not. He's no, he calls wife. him his cousin wife. Oh, I laughed so much harder because I thought he wasn't making like the typical like I'm a redneck and I date my cousin. I thought no, he was just very much what like, he was come doing. see my wife and my cousin and my cousin's wife and that. Oh, now it's a little less funny for me. I thought he said his cousin's wife. No, he That's said thank you. That's or my too. cousin wife. I thought cousin wife. All right, we have to go it's back to the replay. Yeah, one. we'll, have to, we'll have to check the tapes. Um, and during the commercial, uh, it, it cuts out to the, the whole family watching it from home. And you get a little bit of the grandma laughing. And uh, too slow. And that, that was like, again, she had like a line and a half this whole episode. But she was you know very funny in, in the little bit we got. And you got Lewis saying, I think we really have something here. He's very proud of this commercial. And uh, yeah, um, that's the entirety of the episode. And for those of you who want to watch Fresh Off the Boat, by the way, that's on Hulu. So if you want to watch it, uh, go to Hulu and enjoy the 80 hours of commercials that come with Hulu. Nope. Just pay I the I have the extra. paid Hulu, baby. Yeah. That's Fuck why it. I used other means. $3 is worth it. Hulu's I can't. I get a free Hulu version because of my Spotify. Ones, but I'm not paying for Peacock. Just upgrade it. 
I have the I'm, Spotify one too. I'm up. I'm not upgrading it. For me, if it was only like a few dollars extra to upgrade, if I was already buying like the ten dollar version, it'd be one thing. But I'm already getting a free version because I had Spotify or have Spotify. So it's like it's a big extra jump to get the commercial free one. I will say this is not related to this episode, but it is related to our show and TV in general. But did you see that Netflix is now going up like another three dollars next month? It's getting me so to a point they where just I'm went like, up. What? When they do that, if you you click more options, you can downgrade to um. You have it on like I think you still have it on three devices. Which oh, that's good to know because it's only that. on one usually. But um, but um, also it downgrades you from HD to regular, which I can't tell the difference when I'm streaming. What a stupid thing to do to you! Be like, now you so get you, standard definition. You get it. You get it for ten dollars. It goes down to ten bucks, which is but what standard I standard definition. I don't know if I can. Do I was very definition. close to just canceling it out of rage when they had the last uh, thing. So you they lost a lot nice of money Netflix. the last time they did this. They got to be careful. Oh. They're at fifteen dollars a month now. They're banging down on being close to twenty bucks, and who's going to pay twenty dollars for a streaming service? The more and more as time goes on, too, because they've been getting rid of all of their like original programming. I'm mean, not original. I'm sorry. The other way around. They're focusing everything on original programming and you can no longer just go there and watch like all these movies and TV shows that you love because they're all like leaving the platform and they're focusing all their, all their energy on just the original stuff. And not they advertise nothing I, of their when, when I'm only keeping it for this show, if you start knocking off all these shows that we, <laughs> we would find it on, I have no reason to keep it. So. Get your yeah. act together, Netflix. Yeah, but that's a bonus episode for another day where we discuss our gripes with all the yeah, because I think we've that's a big we, part of the show. We've kept all of you guys uh, long enough for this week's episode, so um, I don't know if there's much more you guys would want to talk about as far as fresh off the boat. Um, I would just say before we get into the green light or cancel, it is a show that I watched in its entirety. Um, there are things that from the pilot on change a bit with the story. Um, the narration goes away, and a few other things he kind of. He just gets more acclimated with school, and I think they do a good job developing all those characters a bit more from what we saw here. But uh, anyone else want to add anything before we move on? No, let's bring it to the decisions. All right, boys. Well, let's get into our green letter cancels. I'm going to go in the order I see you in. Gordo, we're starting with you. Oh, this is a green light. This is just the right mix of dry humor and in clever humor for me. Um it set it up, and I want to see more. I want to see where the restaurant heads. I want to see this family story. I want to see more of the grandma. Like everything about this show was was a hit. Um, it's a green light for me. Ferg, yeah, easy green light. I love nostalgia. I love the fact that this takes place in the nineties. Uh, you know, brings you back, and every episode is like something that brings you back to your own childhood. Oh yeah, the show's hilarious. I love the mother. I love Randall Park. He's hilarious. And this, I, I had seen him before, but this was my first like real introduction to him. And like I've seen him in other stuff since. And I, I just, I just love the guy. Show's hilarious. Um, yeah. So yeah, easy green light. Joe. Yeah, I think uh, Gordo. I agree with something he said that I didn't really think of until you just said it. But you're like, I want to see where the restaurant goes. As much as I love these characters, I feel like that character in the show is my favorite character. Like, I want to see everything that happens with this restaurant in and around it. And that enough for me is to greenlight it. But I do really enjoy this. I'm going to try to make it a point this time to actually go back and keep watching it. Uh, Everybody is funny. Like you said, Randall Park is great. I'm glad we got to do him two weeks in a row. Uh, Greenlight. Nick. Yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to put together like a list of reasons to greenlight this show, but I just like the show. Like it's just it. There's nothing about it I could really nitpick. the The cast is good. The main character, uh, who, pay, who uh, Eddie is, I mean, that's kind of a a big role to take at a young age. So I'm glad he's you know he he's worked with it well. Um, I love Randall Park too. Um, the rest of the ensemble is fun. I like where the story's going. I just want to see more. Easy green light. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to stray away from the rest of you guys. This is uh, a green light with me, too. I think the 90s aspect is one that we didn't get too, too into throughout the episode. But uh, I do like it because, first off, like I, you know, we talked about before, we are around the same age as Eddie. So uh, watching him go through childhood is a lot, you know, it's a lot of reminiscent stuff for us to look back at, too. Knowing the show and the future of the show, they really lean into that a lot more as the seasons go on. You get a lot more 90s references and cameos and stuff that are really fun. Yeah, I just, and I, I also think that for a 90s show, I can't think of a show that like really focuses on that time period, like retrospect, uh, in a retros, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Retrospectively. Retrospectively. I'm sorry. Uh, Retrospectively looks at the 90s. In that way, because a lot of other shows, when we're used to, I don't know, it's because we're getting older, time pieces were like, oh, look at the 80s, look at the 70s. But now you have, you had a show that was looking back at the 90s and not in like this cartoony way. It was kind of somewhat true to form. And it was just nice to see, I, I, I guess, again, for guys our age to look back at our own childhoods. I think we're but seeing not to a, keep... lot, a lot of it and we'll be seeing a lot more of it too. Right? Oh, as, as time goes on, I think now yeah. that the 90s is so is removed now as it is you'll see a lot more yeah like yeah. Does, when does the, the goldbergs that 80s and 90s i haven't That's watched 80s. that show 80s. 80s okay but also um, but yeah. nostalgic succumb about somebody who works at a furniture store <laughs> so yeah so not for me to keep rambling on too much because uh, i think i'm just talking and talking right now uh five yeses from us guys that's uh five green lights congratulations to fresh off the boat you do go on to episode two so congrats on that so do I want to remind everyone, once again, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to our social medias, everywhere you can listen to us. Rate, review, subscribe, do all that stuff. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Again, s1e1pod are our handles on that and everywhere else you can find us. It means a lot to us. Interact, hit us up, let us know what shows you want to hear. We listen to all that stuff, and we definitely take that into consideration. But that's it. That's all the time we have this week. Tune in next week for another new episode. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. I think we got the best cousin's wife. Bill Pullman. <laughs> <laughs>